Hi, Reese here. Reese Pye, author of the Strong Minds Personal Development Products, including the playbook, online course, and podcasts like this. So, welcome to this audio blog or mind hack why inspiration has more power than motivation. And this particular mind hack is geared more towards people who are managing people. Imagine what you could accomplish if you could muster up inspiration at will, but even better, if you could teach your people how to inspire themselves at will, so they rely less on you and more on themselves. It's possible you'd see more independent thinking, courage, greater initiative, creativity and innovation, and improved culture and increases in productivity and results right across the board. Every business I know talks about motivation levels, but motivation is just not enough. People need to be inspired to act and keep acting. Thankfully, there is a way you can inject such inspiration and then observe your people driving it through to achieve the results you desire. There is a way where you can teach your people to take more responsibility for their own levels of inspiration. Help their childlike enthusiasm, if you like, return so they're willing to take the chances others shy away from. And armed with this know-how, are able to achieve results more easily and make your life easier too. Before I take you through this simple but highly effective mind hack though, let me answer a question you may have in your mind. Why inspiration over motivation? Whilst the two are intrinsically linked, Motivation alone is limited, and usually a short-term tactic that runs out of steam. Most often it's created through incentives and rewards, or fear and punishment, which can and often are viewed as self-serving manipulation from management levels. These, uh, inverted commas, motivational tactics are typically based on logical reasons, i.e. not very inspiring ones at that, whereas inspiration provides a far stronger Uh, emotional connection. Inspiration is what makes people become far more creative. They think differently, act differently, they achieve differently. They stand up and stand out rather than blend in like vanilla to achieve the norm. If we look at inspiration, it's the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something special. It encompasses inventiveness, innovation, ingenuity, imagination, originality, individuality, artistry, expressiveness and genius. It's the fire that lights the motivation and it holds the momentum to persist to the end to get the desired results. I know from experience that this vital ingredient in success is vastly misunderstood. It's misunderstood as only something that can be created by an external source, i.e. stimulated, encouraged, caused, influenced, if you like, stirred, spurred, or whatever, by someone or something else. This is, in fact, often the case, but it can also be created from within. And this is the most potent of any inspirational forces, i.e. teaching people how to inspire themselves is uplifting, It's exciting for them because it gives them control to improve their situations. Understanding self-generated inspiration and how to create it. The clearest explanation of inspiration I've ever heard 
and which I've proactively applied in my career to accomplish some, if I may say, pretty impressive results is this. Inspiration is really made up of two words, inspire and action. In other words, the inner urge and ability to feel something that drives behavior to achieve something special. It inspires action. But what is this mystical it? It, very simply, is where you link your team or company objectives to satisfy the individual's highest values, i.e. those that inspire them to act in a way the corporate objectives alone are unlikely to muster. With this in mind, it's critical to understand that self-generated inspiration, based on their very own unique inner values as opposed to external motivation or manipulations from others, is the strongest of all motivational and inspirational factors for the following reasons. A, the inspiration to act is predetermined by the individual. B, it will have more meaning to them personally because the drivers will be their values, even though they're aligned tightly to corporate objectives. It's a win-win situation. C, they won't just be driven by money, but also intangible things like becoming a subject matter expert in their chosen field, respect, admiration from colleagues, a giant leap up the ladder rather than a single step, and so on. D, you give them more inner control uh, than they've probably ever felt before because they're continually able to call on their own inspiration to act. Um, this is crucial when and if times get tough for them, or you in fact. And E, ultimately, they'll always carry this vital mind hack with them. Wherever they go in future, it's a timeless and fundamental truth. There are two points to emphasize with this. One, the most powerful levels of inspiration will come from the individual, and so they will not rely on others like you to lift them all the time. They'll be able to take more responsibility on their shoulders and they'll be less on yours. Two, being inspired on its own is a start, but full inspiration, i.e. inspired action, moves them into doing something special. In effect, being inspired by satisfying their innermost values and desires is the ignition key, and action is the fuel. To quote Steve Jobs, if you're working on or towards something that's exciting, that you really care about, you don't have to be pushed. The vision, i.e. inspiration, is what pulls you. Assessing the values that steer self-generated inspiration. As mentioned, inspiration is driven by inner values more than anything else. So they must align with what the individual wants to achieve and the team or company objectives, of course. If they're not aligned, you have a problem. Whilst the individual should consider values across all areas of life, this particular mind hack is not the place to cover them all. We don't have time. But they can be assessed via my online course. Um, if anyone's interested, just look on my site, reespie.com, under online program. For now, though, let's cover the obvious area of career and financial. No one else can dictate what values an individual decides on for themselves. But by way of example, the following considerations should help stimulate ideas. And remember, values are the things that are most important to each unique individual and not what we, i.e. you, believe they should be. This career and financial values assessment is therefore by way of example. And I suggest you use it, amend or create your own before taking any of your people through it. This way, 
you can tailor it more closely to your business environment and culture. An important thing to bear in mind here is that you should be creative. Try new versions. Don't be afraid of doing an assessment and not being happy with the first cut. Tweak it, change it, add to it, remove from it, but don't be afraid to make mistakes. Few things in life are perfect, and especially where our innermost values are concerned. So understand that this will be an ongoing process of reviewing and refining. You might even surprise yourself by what comes out of it. The following example template is in simple list form and broken down into various categories. Here you just need to rate each one 1 to 10, with 1 being the lowest and 10 being the highest. We're obviously going to talk these through, but you can go onto my website under the blogs, reesepie.com blogs, and see the template visually and print it off if you like. So the categories that you might want to break down values into include uh, environment. So the kind of things are, you know, casual environment, relaxed work environment, exposure to nature, fast pace, high level of interaction with people, location, physical activity, working alone, working outside, travel, supportive management, and there could be many more. The next category is growth. What about adventure, challenge, changing the world, creating new things, intellectually demanding work, opportunity for advancement, opportunity to lead, opportunity to learn new things, and generally personal development. The next category is people. Things like camaraderie, collaborating with others, competition, diversity, helping others, influencing others, socialization, two-way contribution or sharing of ideas. How about having fun as a category? Things like creativity, laughter, innovating, problem solving. The next category is rewards, high on most people's agenda. What are the employee benefits? How do you value high income? What about income based on productivity? Job security on the other side, moral, ethical, spiritual satisfaction, for example. What about power, prestige, status as an expert? Recognition, time freedom, limited stress, work-life balance. And the final category that I've listed here is services. Building things, risk-taking, routine work, variety of tasks. There could be more categories, there could be a lot more values. But I just use these as a, as a simple starter, if you like. Even with the list that I put together, it could seem long. But it could be longer still. As the criteria for what satisfies a particular person's career or work values can have a knock-on effect on other parts of their life too. So it's critical to cover all values in this area. Add, remove or change any of the above, or the aforementioned if you like, so they're specifically relevant to you. And then once you've rated each one, pull all the 10s, the 9s and the 8s into separate lists. Those mark 10, 9 and 8 are obviously those that are most important to people. If you've got any 1s and 2s, I think you need to look at those and question yourself. And when I say question yourself, by that I mean if they're low, low in terms of value to you, but they're high in terms of the contribution of the business needs, then we've obviously got a mismatch. If we focus, however, on those that are of the highest value to you, by grouping them together like this, your list of prioritised values, i.e. career requirements really, will become clearer to you, and it will be obvious to see where they're not being met right now, and importantly, what you need to focus on changing, 
sort of satisfied going forward. For example only, let's take or let's suppose that within your ratings you marked an item in each category as 10, like so. So for environment, high level of interaction with people. For growth, changing the world, diversity. For fun, problem solving. In area of rewards, moral, ethical, spiritual satisfaction. And type of work, variety of tasks. Currently, however, you're working in a high pressure environment that offers challenge, competition, innovation, high income, with routine work, and you can't quite understand why you're not feeling satisfied. Um, with this mismatch of values, uh, you might now suggest that you work instead in a non-profit or charitable sector. For example, patterns like this give clues to the type of careers or direction that people can take, and it might not be where they are now. This example is obviously an extreme case, of course, but I use it just to make the point. Because from this type of exercise, you and your people, when they do it, can also identify the things that you find uninspiring and start the process of changing these so that you can use your strengths to excel more going forward. This exercise also gives you as a manager vital clues as to why someone may not be performing to the standards you need from them or why people with adequate capability are not raising their game and continually improving or using their capabilities to the full. Quote, when your highest values are in priority order, your direction becomes clear, your choice is wiser and your decisions easier to make. I'll guarantee you this, very few managers or individuals for that matter will ever have done this exercise or understood the value, no pun intended, in helping people understand and create their own levels of inspiration in the way that you now know. To be honest, everyone will tell you they know their work values, but ask them to articulate them and you're likely to meet with silence or ambiguity. Taking them uh, through this exercise, however, people become clear about what inspires them and what doesn't, and you'll know it clearly too. In summary, you can now coach your people to take conscious control of what inspires them from the inside, so they get far more effective results on the outside. They will rely uh, on you less to lift their spirits and improve their performance. You should find that they exude more confidence and self-assurance because they'll know clearly what's important to them, where they're heading and how it fits with your objectives. Self-generated inspiration is a fascinating thing and in the right hands can be an absolute superpower once acquired because you and they will be able to pass it on to others too. I think one of the kindest and wisest things you can do for others is to enable them so they don't have to rely on anyone else to inspire or motivate them any longer. Quote, I understand myself only after I've examined myself and only in the process of understanding who I am now can I decide who I'll become in future. I'll leave you with the above quote or aforementioned quote and I bless you for reading uh, about this important mind hack and being one of the few that empower people to inspire themselves more often in future. In the meantime, if you want to make sure you don't miss any of my future mind hacks, then just go to my website, reesepie.com, and uh, subscribe. Uh, there's a subscribe section on just about every page, so uh, just complete that. 
ping it off to me and I'll make sure that uh, you get included in future. In the meantime, take care. Thank you.